0: In words change reality? We discuss this and more with our special guest, Mattis Gelijowskis, on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, Thinking People's Thinking People. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, professional wordsmith, and with me as always is our luminously linguistic co-host, David Clarkson,
1: actor, author, filmmaker, and uh, creator of worlds
0: through words. Hey, very nice, very nice. That's one of my favorite off the cuff, you know, self uh, uh, descriptors you've done. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah, good because I'm good with words. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and with us today is someone else very good with words. Uh, he is a translator and ESL teacher from Lithuania who, at the age of uh, 29 has already translated 10 books from English to Lithuanian, including Dune Messiah, Auschwitz, the Nazis and the Final Solution, David A. Sinclair's Lifespan on the Science of Aging and Behave by Robert M. Sepolsky. Nailed it. And most importantly, nice. he is a, I know. Yes. I'm so good with people's names. The uh, word. Yes. <laughs> and most importantly, he is a deeply valued member of the overthinkers community. Please welcome the mysterious, the melodious, the magnanimous, Mattis
2: Iliazoskas. <laughs> you're gonna, Mattis. you're gonna do the M thing again. Welcome to the show. Oh yes, every yes. time. Thank you for we having to, me. Thank you for having me. I love how you called yourself. A wordsmith, and then what are the basic sardines? <laughs> yes, exactly. That is incredible. Yes, I'm it's, an introvert we it, wordsmith. I, we
1: call it irony. He meant to do it. It's for comic effects. Don't worry. Perfect. I, I'm Perfect. an
0: introvert wordsmith, which means I do great, like writing things that I can edit. Yeah, he's <laughs> like
1: fantastic up here. Yeah,
0: that's yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. yes. but the output the <laughs> output is lacking. <laughs> yes, it, it requires yes. an extrovert on my left to uh to to pick up the slack there yeah anyway super glad to have you get a madness we had you on before and it was such a good time we knew we had to get you back on to talk about uh your specialty which is language and the effects obviously it has on people and on reality and our perception of reality but first nathan if uh people do enjoy our conversation which i don't know why they wouldn't i can think of a hundred reasons why uh, where can they go to engage more conversations like this and meet other overthinkers like themselves? They
1: can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. They can also go to the Overthinkers online group on Facebook, which now has over 14,000 members and tons of memes. Memes, the DNA of the soul. So head over there. We want you among our ranks. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a review and sharing with a friend.
0: Fantastic. All right, everybody ready to get started? Let's, Let's go. do it. Do words control our reality? Some people think so. Philip K. Dick, author of Do Robots Dream of Electric Sheep, the inspiration for the Blade Runner movie, said, The basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words. If you can control the meaning of words, you control the people who must use them. Psych Central's piece, Do Words Have an Effect on Your Brain, presents several studies that argue a person's choice of language can affect not only how another person feels, but also how they perceive events around them. Word use can even influence the experience of physical pain. What people know about certain words, including what they're how they're commonly used, changes people what people think about other words. Words can also determine literally what people see. According to the Business Insider piece, no one could describe the color blue until modern times. The Nambia tribe does not have a word for blue, and because of that, could not even tell that a blue square was different from a green square, at least initially, when tested. As philosophical break piece How the Languages We Speak Shape Our Realities argues, nobody actually experiences reality directly, we experience reality through mediated through our senses and through our brain. So if our words shape the reality that our brains perceive, then it can rewrite the only part of reality that we have access to. And this is why... Many different world views are expressed oftentimes divided by different languages that people speak. Mattis, as a translator, you understand how the words we use affect us better than most people. To what degree can our words and the words we words use and languages we speak change the reality we experience? And what does that look like?
2: Less than whatever you said
0: implies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, immediately, uh, as I was listening to you, and you actually, of course, you parroted some points that I was looking to when I was, you know, researching bits and pieces for for this talk. Uh, So, yes, to most of the things that you said, almost all of them, but the effect seems to be overblown in popular culture. I would put it that way and i think it's partly cuz i've talked to nathan about this a tiny bit before and i uh, like i i get the feeling that he's very excited about this topic and i think he maybe got a bit lost in this sort of overblown no uh, effect or 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 maybe he heard some stories you know but when you when you look at it like as a whole yes there is an effect and in some cases it might even be statistically significant uh, in some very specific cases, but overall, I think this has been a little bit sensationalized, and um, uh, maybe we could view language as one of many, you know, uh, whatever phenomenon that, that affect our reality in one way or another, but it is certainly, I wouldn't say it's exceptional in that, if okay. if, if, if you know what I mean. Sure.
1: I'm interested even a little bit, because he- here's the thing. Reality is interesting. We're all experiencing reality. And so anything that can articulate reality and or has power over it, I'm interested even in the small bits. I'm he- interested yeah. even in the minute changes it can have because you know if you take someone outside and uh, put them in the field most people are going to and but you you know their language doesn't have a word for the field most people are still going to know it's a field so obviously that you yes. know if you don't have a word for a field they're still going to know they're they're in a concept of a field yes but what's yes. interesting to me is the extremities the the minute places in reality that seem to change because i think those minute small places at the edge of the spectrum of how we understand and encounter reality are really important these these small little areas, and it's interesting when you see all the the fights in culture, when you see um, differences in politics, even when you see differences in in a lot of our um, like we we talked about ethics last last podcast. Most of us <laughs> kind of believe uh, essentially the same thing about ethics. You know, maybe you don't kill people. That's pretty bad. Um, but there is minute differences in ethics that can make up a huge difference and change entire societies. You know, we can even think about this in like the context of a machine, that one little, even if it's small, one little thing in my computer, when it when it breaks, it's because of the tiniest little piece that changes. So I think even the minute um, the, the minute power that language might have in affecting our reality could actually on a large scale over time and over an entire society could be really um, uh, uh substantial and, and could be something to pay attention to so you know so one of the things that got this conversation kicked off in my head is i came across um just in studying kind of language because language is is uh, or words not language rather but words are kind of my um uh, my how i how i make a living and what i do and how my mind works and you know this is uh, so words are important to me so you know i i kind of went down this rabbit hole of studying how do words affect people? And how, you know, why are we so drawn to read books? Because words articulate reality for us. And very often, the my favorite thing that I get back from, um, from people who have read my books is, I, I've been trying to find a way to understand this, and your words help me articulate this thing that I couldn't. And so now I see more clearly about XYZ. So when I kind of conceptualize that it, words, it, it's not so much can change reality, but can help people view reality. And see yes, reality that, more that, clearly. I would agree with this more. Yes, like, of yeah. Course. It's so, so that's what is really interesting to me, mm-hmm. and to see how, how, you know, even with thinking about different languages uh, and how that affects how the the either the minute or the large picture you have of reality. There's a recent TikTok that was a a big controversy, and it was a a young woman who spoke a few different languages, and and she was criticizing um, English and saying english uh english speakers uh be it in britain or america wherever it might be are dumber than people who speak and i think she referenced uh, uh, some asian and middle eastern languages um and don't worry she threw she threw all the european languages under the bus too okay so what was the argument the argument was because we don't have enough words we can't understand reality so we have low so we're uh dumber now she didn't reference any studies or provide any data and okay. Course, a lot of linguists Hold come down. in there and say,
2: "Whoa, oh. Hold I see, I see multiple problems." Yes. So, but this okay, is no, 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 no. I see multiple you. problems with this argument. First of all, English has probably one of the biggest vocabularies in the world. Like, uh, if you if you, take, if you take the amount of words in at in a vocabulary of a language, uh, English is a uh, close, definitely closer to the top, I don't know, 10, 10, 15% than it is to the bottom. Wow. Uh Let's throw that part out of the window, though. I have heard this before. Like i heard people comparing my native language, Lithuanian to English and saying that Lithuanian is richer and it comes down to a number of things. Okay. So let me get into them. So one of them is, uh, I'm gonna use my language as an example. It's considered to be very old and actually one of the oldest languages in Europe. Really? If you you go back to its roots. Wow. uh, They are are very, very, very old. Uh, Our language is purported to, they maybe have come from Sanskrit. So, wow. wow. So you're back there. Yeah. So It's considered to be one of the oldest uh, languages in, in Europe and even in the world and it even has certain qualities that most um still used languages don't have uh, for example there are some things that existed in latin that we have in lithuanian but no other living language does that Interesting. so there there are these archaic you know forms of verbs for example or participles that don't exist anywhere else so maybe that's that's what, you know, pushes people to think, like, oh, so yeah, so this language isn't so old and has such deep traditions, you know, oh, wow, that means it's, it's like, richer. But if you take the amount of words, uh, I believe English has more words than Lithuanian does. Obviously, the, the thing with English is that it borrows so much. Yeah. Mm, Germanic, English, Latin, Spanish, As I said Spanish, in one of French. the memes on, in, in our Facebook group, English is free raccoons in French code that, you know, mugs over oh. languages in an alley and uh, <laughs> that's and what see we see, do all right and their hey word. we
0: like that it's ours now uh, the, yes we
1: can thank yes. jolly old england for that good old colonial english.
2: english does this profusely <laughs> yeah, and i okay. do mean profusely yeah. like when i was looking into how much uh of the english lexicon is not english if you go back to like before we only before the french before we lived in the conqueror like to, if you go to the old English like a Celtic British Yeah. So that those Roman words hybrid, yeah. Rise, <laughs> I don't know, maybe twenty percent. Uh, because oh, wow. most of English is actually French. <laughs> yeah, lot. Most yeah. of contemporary <laughs> yeah. English is actually French. I concur <laughs> Exactly. With a whole with a whole bunch of Latin and Greek thrown in. Because when English started writing about philosophy and things like that, they they discovered that they have no words. No no those words. things, So they just nicked all of that in and Love said, it. okay, we're just going to use that instead of inventing. So English has this way of enriching its vocabulary. But if you go back to the argument, it doesn't matter that they like borrowed all those words. They're still there. And you still we've adopted them, so, them into so the, lexicon. the argument. So the argument that the English as a language is you know not rich is kind of bogus. Uh, and to go back to the TikTok you mentioned, I think the reason why someone might conclude, I'm not sure of course if that person had that in mind, but uh, a reason someone might conclude that an English speaker uh is uh, relatively dumber to other people speaking other languages is that English speakers I don't have this statistic but i think they're less likely to know other languages yeah yes that yeah. is the problem but it turns out we all know a little bit of about eight of them well <laughs> the reason is we got lazy yes, because but we just we made everybody else we just,
0: we just you just made everybody learn ours and so
2: we got lazy yes yes. You know? yes and and that can be somewhat true but it's not just because english makes you dumb it's because you don't have other other per- data, or,
0: exactly, yeah, exactly. Others, yes, you know well, That's well, the, the reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, this not is not the perfect
1: time to bring up a, a something I I want to ask about, Joseph. I want to get your thoughts on all of this too. So I'll pose this this interesting thing. It was in the BBC, and they they did a study, and they found that bilinguals have two different views of time direction, particularly if they learn both languages from an early age. What they found was that that these kids who have so like um my nieces and and, and nephew they. They are bilingual. So they live in Europe okay. and so they speak English and they speak Dutch. They speak all and I think uh, I, I think they speak a little bit of um
3: a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side.
1: Uh a different language that I can't remember. But, <laughs> but Dutch is absurd, just to throw that out. Oh, Dutch. yeah. <laughs> language oh. Is, yeah, it's insane. Yes, I, I we love, love it. you,
0: our Dutch fans. Yes, <laughs> but, I
1: love hearing it. It's it's the, beautiful the, 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 and they crazy. Know.
2: Believe it, they know that their language is absurd. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. and But it's so cool to watch these kids, and they're little, you know, mm-hmm. go back and forth between English and Dutch and, and talk in these ways. But it was interesting to read the BBC article, and it, this is in line with a, another video I watched that talked about, you know, there's a language that has a feminine word for bridge. Right, and because it's it has curves and so they understand yeah. so, when it, so when they when they asked the people who spoke this language what do you think of a bridge, they described it with feminine terms. They would say, Oh, it's beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. And then there's another language that does it has gendered language. And so but the gen, the the word for bridge is a masculine masculine and in Lithuanian it's also masculine, by the way. And so when they asked the, we the have people as well. language to describe the bridge, they said it's structured, it's ordered, it's it's strong. Uh,
2: Strong, sturdy, yeah, yeah, yeah Yes, yeah. exactly. But that, and
1: again, you're right, this is this is small. Everyone's still seeing uh-huh. the bridge and knows how to cross it. But at the same yes. time, that's also really interesting to me that there is something there that language
2: yes. can change our perception. So genders, genders uh, grammatical genders, they're called, are actually a very good example. It's actually one of the points that I have in my notes. Um, yes, it's a very, very good example of this perception thing because, for example, English doesn't have genders for things at all. Yes. Oh. And so, so if you're learning a different language, it might be utter, utterly confusing, because you have he/she for like people, and yeah. then and then it goes into things and like, why is this chair feminine? It doesn't wear a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? You know. And and uh, but the the thing with genders, as far as I can tell, I haven't looked deeply into this. But as far as I can tell, with bits and pieces I've picked up over the years, um, it makes no sense. There is no, there is no real, there is no real logic uh, assigning genders to things, outside of maybe a few phenomenon that can be traced to mythology. Whereas the sun is mostly masculine, uh, and the moon is mostly feminine. You know where I'm going, right? Yeah. So this kind of makes sense, but then again, in Lithuanian, it's the opposite. Moon is masculine and the sign is feminine. Uh, go figure.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, go. You guys got to go your own way. I respect that.
3: So
2: we are the last pagans of uh, of Europe. <laughs> what? We are what? the we last, pagan, our, pagan. We gotta, last we gotta get pagans. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we, are, we are the last pagans of Europe. That is actually Not a historical out. fact. We were the final European nation where uh that got christianized we were the people who were kicking uh teutonic knights in the ass uh up until the 15th century because wow. they were the last holdouts they yeah. wanted to make us christian and we we're like nope <laughs> we're we're yeah. still gonna try we're yeah still <laughs> still <laughs> still beat. Uh, okay so back to back to genders so, yeah so this is a very very good example and uh i actually have a little uh mini game for 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 you i want you to give me I, i'm gonna give you an example with abstract things so for example love in lithuanian is feminine right, say the sure. word love in lithuanian which, i want to hear which, it which which kind of makes sense you know because like when you think about love you know what kind of associations are you it's getting
1: emotional it's it's yeah yeah
2: revenge is masculine and <laughs> oh, that makes sense yeah which, again, <laughs> i buy that makes sense but let's is also masculine. That again also makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what I want to do is I want you to give me more of these abstract... Uh, I don't want it to be, like, about tables or chairs. Okay. I want it to be more about abstract things, and I'm going to give you the genders as an example of in my language and maybe in, in some others, if I remember, and just make us maybe think about Okay. Uh what uh why do we, why do we give this gender to this word? Cuz like for English it doesn't make no sense cuz they are all neutral. Mm. Yeah. All right, Joseph, you're up. Um let's
0: say um honor, power. Uh those are
2: both uh feminine. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh okay, so just to clarify for the our listeners, I'm now speaking about Lithuanian. Yeah. Because yes. like in other languages, for example, in Spanish power is masculine. Okay. Sure. So yeah. if you if you go across languages, obviously you're gonna find some differences. But I'm gonna just have to present this as a, a yeah, as an wait, example. Yeah. As an example. Yeah. So both of those things, power, um, yeah, those are feminine for, for some reason. How about <laughs> depression or um sadness? Sadness is masculine, depression is feminine.
0: Wow. Really? That's interesting. Interesting. Yes well uh, go ahead yeah so this is so so this is interesting again like uh, the aspect of this that partly you know like you were saying it feels kind of arbitrary like the words it it absolutely is (laughs) and and you know and you can and but what's interesting is that you know like we talked about there is um there seems to be a way that obviously our words
2: though can Affect our perceptions of things. Yes. Again, and and like I said, genders is an amazing example. because Whenever, whenever you talk about these things, like yeah, so you you kind of go into into this mode of like if you see love and love is feminine, then you know all these Uh, associations. Right. I mean, yeah, and it affects the
0: choices you make. Because first of all, it affects like okay, it could. Yeah. It can. Well, yeah. So it's like okay, if I absolutely can. Yeah. So it's because like oh, if I associate this with something, I mean, you know, like again if I, if, if, um, you know, I associate this with something feminine, then, yes. you, know, a per, you know, and then a woman wants to appear feminine, you know, she wears certain colors or certain things because, of, mm-hmm. and, and cause that affects me, cause it makes me more attracted to her. Like there's certain things like that, that it can affect her choices because our, because one of the things that philosophers have talked about is that, the, that, that in psychologists is that, um, there's too much information in the world for us to I process mean, all of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, I couldn't, paint every detail in the room i'm in because Mm. it would take too much time so we all have to basically filter out some information and so words are a way of communicating to each other what information matters and is important Mm -hmm. and that we should focus on and so the words and so it it you know words don't necessarily affect the actual reality that we're dealing with but it does Mm. affect our perception of it and to the right. degree that any experience we have is mediated by our reality you know as then it affects the reality we experience and therefore the reality that we can impose on others and the as social creatures we have the ability to to do that to some degree and as as nathan pointed out you have um you know if if certain languages can change our perception of time and because time is such a subjective reality you know changing our perception of time feels like it changes actually time now so i i want to you know so emphasis, I, emphasis on feels like it does yes it's, well and, and here's the thing i just want to i
1: want to see if at this where you're going joseph talk to any propagandist sure, and yeah. they will tell you the power that words have on shaping people's perception of reality so they can control that's a very reality. good point
0: because, well, because it, the way we perceive reality is going to shape our choices, and we, as real beings, can impose what rea- ever reality we see on other people through physical force and social coercion and such. Yeah, so the, I guess, the
2: the the propaganda aspect. I totally agree with That's actually a very good point.
0: Well, one of the things I talk, I think, is interesting scientifically is that we, you know, um, where the limits are of it are interesting because. You know, even when we talk about the you know mentioned the Nambia tribe that is like supposedly couldn't see the color blue, I did mm-hmm. overemphasize that, in fact, in it, because that's how they describe it. But if you go down early deeper, you find, of course, they could actually eventually find the color green. <laughs> yes. It just took a little longer because, again, um. the power that the words had was to shape what they focused on. Because yeah, there's too uh, many details that exist. You have to filter them somehow. So the words yeah, they
2: had. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is made. true. Uh, and actually, this color thing leads me to another point that I wanted to make. Uh, when I was researching this, I found a great, uh, a great reference that Sans Augustine, for example, had the, the view that language was merely labels tied <laughs> to already existing concepts.
1: Don't get me on Whoa. Augustine. I'm I'm suffering through a confession. And of course, Good, of course everyone, this is but... like
2: middle-age philosophy. Oh, we right. understand that this is kind of uh, narrow. But, but in a sense, I happen to agree with him mostly Absolutely. that this is indeed just a bunch of labels uh, uh, that we created uh, for the purpose of communication. Yeah. And yeah. to come back to colors, do you know why they don't really... Um, Distinguish uh, or have a word for blue because blue does not exist in nature. Ah, uh, yes, yes, blue, blue water blue, blue natural blue color is very rare. Yeah, in nature. I... So if you are an uh, African but... jungle living person who is mostly surrounded by the natural world mm-hmm. and you use language as a system of labels, to describe your reality, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the word. You don't have blue. a need for it, right? Yeah. So you have a need to describe and blue. The later advantage, band- in aside. general, is a very, very powerful force in linguistics, because like, the, the we use words, we use language to express our, uh, especially if we're talking about like actual graspable things, you know, reality yes. around us. We use them specifically for that purpose. So if we have a need, then we have a word. If we don't have a need, we don't have a word. If someone else then explains, like you said, they eventually grasp the concept, right? Yeah. So if someone else then explains to you that, listen, this is a thing. Yeah. And you might, oh, okay, yes, I can see that this is a thing. And then, okay, we might eventually even come up with a word for it. Because um, like, your why point, don't? Nathan.
0: No, but to your point, Nathan, like they found a lot of people. Most people, if they're not taught the word blue, um they, no. if they when they look at the sky, they describe it as white. Wow, they've done this those experiments. Well, like an actual you know person, yeah, like didn't because teach. Because their... if
2: you don't have if you don't have the word for blue, you use something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a different yeah, shade of uh... See, right. This
1: is getting really interesting to me. Do you know? Do because...
2: you know Homer? Do you know uh, Homer? I mean, the Greek, the Greek poet, not Homer yeah. Simpson. Don't. Um, <laughs> oh. I always get those two confused. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the the sea was uh white, red, white, something like that. Wow. Because Greek, because Greek, ancient Greek does not also have also doesn't have the word for blue.
1: You know, there's oh. also an ancient poet who described, um, maybe not ancient, but a poet. Yeah. Described The sea as a sea, a, 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 I can't remember how they said exactly, but it was like a million uh, shining knives and getting to the idea that it, it was silver and reflective, like silver a silver and almost. reflective.
2: Yeah, honestly, like in my language, if you go into like folk tales, which have more vivid, you know, and more non-standard descriptions of things, uh, the sea is often described as green. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure why, but I can totally see
1: it, but see, this is okay. So I want to, I want to jump in here real quick and say, Please. this is interesting because I think what we're discovering and what we're kind of on the road discovering here is, um, you know, the, the age old question in, in which is, as you rightly pointed out, Mattis is, um, it's a little silly that meaning, no, of course, words don't change reality. Um that that that's giving the humans far too much power. And that's yeah. something that we've always wanted, right? We want to be yeah. able to have control yes. over reality. Wouldn't that be nice if we were <laughs> able to control you want to, you want you, you want to be, just you me though, just me though. You want to be Scarlet Witch.
3: Though. Yeah, you be <laughs> <of> witch <laughs> yeah.
1: And yes, exactly.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> and so we, there's, I, I understand the leaning towards this philosophy of we yeah. get to decide what reality is based on our words, especially in a postmodern world. When we lose the definition of, uh, articulate, articulated reality of religion or whatever it might be. And now we're in the space of, okay, we get to create reality and we're doing it. We're trying to do it through words. But what we're discovering through Mattis who speaks multiple languages and does this Is that no? You're not changing reality. You're simply changing yours or others' perceptions of reality. But reality Uh, using different systems of labels, essentially, to to, describe. Yes. Well, and that's super interesting to me to think about in this in a a modern age in which everyone is vying to be heard. They want their narrative and their words to be heard. Because everyone's trying to articulate reality for others, and there's often obvious. What often is almost. Uh, almost exclusively used as a way to garner power, to way to garner followers, whatever it might be. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw some theology in here. You're allowed to roll your eyes, Mattis. Go ahead. <laughs> it, 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 to me, it seems no accident that all through scripture, even Genesis and then all the way to first John is what we see is uh, it. Unlike the other creation tales, uh, be it Gilgamesh or, or whatever it might be. Okay. What we have is we have God talking about speaking existence into oh the word thing and Mm -hmm. and, even in fact what first john says is the word was with god and the word was god and and i think the poet was having a little fun there the the author of this is and I, i i would argue that he knew the power of words and their dictation over reality and people's perception of reality and essentially he's calling god the dictator of reality and he's uh, and so it's just interesting to me that you have this biblical concept in the ancient Hebrew.
2: I'm going to and... have a counterpoint to the, to this thing because like imme- immediately what I thought about. Okay. So if you have this uh, in, in the Christian Bible, uh, this word thing that happens at the very beginning. Yes, totally true. Then if you go to compare to like the older myths, I don't know, Sumerian or whatever well... else they may be in Hindu um, creation myths in you know, Egypt. Etc. Etc. they are all, uh, they don't have this word thing. What they have is more physical. Like, I don't know, spitting into an ocean of chaos yeah. or yeah. whatever else it may be. Do you know why? Cause those people did not write things. Yeah. yeah. Those people, it, it, like, do you understand? Yeah. It was, it, 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 yeah, absolutely. It, no, yeah, absolutely. And, and when, and when Christian, when like, when, when Christianity was happening, was being created, the lore was being written, so to speak, uh, it was already being, you know, written sure. in so a lot yeah, of cases, Even though, even though maybe literacy was not as common as it is now. But still, so that image of, like, speaking reality into existence was already, like, a thing. Whereas for the ancient Egyptians, like, the ancient, ancient Egyptians, Yes. When we talk about ancient Egypt, please remember that this is several thousands of years of, you know, cultural evolution. So if we're talking about the ancient, ancient, ancient Egyptians, they don't have this thing at all. They, they, no, like, no, I just no think it's for them. There is no but, reason for them to have speaking no, yeah. reality. So your, your point, Mattis,
0: is that, you know, <laughs> the the reason that, you know, the uh, christians wrote about you know uh, the power of god essentially being the power of words is because they have already started developing the idea that words have power as and ideas that exactly. whereas previous others didn't have that because they way, were or dist- had
2: it way less or had and it was as a as story historical, historical, sure and then and,
0: yeah, that's, and, that, and that's a good and that's a and that's a fascinating you know historical aspect of of it as that people understood the power of words as they're doing it more that's absolutely true. Sure. Uh, I think and, one of and so, yeah, but it's it's interesting that um, one of the things I think is fascinating is that you brought up concepts, um, Mattis, which is that, you know, the ability to um, and you brought up propaganda, uh, Nathan, and, and the fact that people use words to shape um, other people's reality. And what is I up. perception. Well, yes, I would be perception of reality. But what's in, and and you see this whenever there is, you know, whenever there's like some tragedy that happens that everybody wants to politicize, yeah. is immediately it says, well, this person who's at the center of this, are they a hero or are they a villain? Are they, you know, a are they a victim label. or are they bad? And so and the thing is, so that label then becomes. The word upon which we sum them up. And like, again, what are all the things that you could use to, words you could use to describe this person?
2: And therefore how you should them. treat them. A lot of them. And there are a lot. Yes, almost an infinite is the number. This propaganda angle. Yes. Absolutely true. Yes. Absolutely true. Um, no, but this is... I so mean, what are the
0: power and limits ask... of that? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. And, yes.
1: so, and so I think while we have you, before we wrap up, there's yes. something I'm curious about, which is... As a translator, you're taking these books like Dune, right? And yeah. you are taking so it's uh, I believe Dune was written in English, uh, yeah And and you and you translate it to your to your native language, uh yes. Lithuanian. And you have to take these words and these con- not even just words because you you see there's I, I've seen um, uh, translations of books where they just do word for word, and it doesn't necessarily always it's make sense. Horrible. Do, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to take the concept and use the words as closely as possible, I imagine, but try to describe the concept that Frank Herbert was getting to in his book with the words available to you in a different language. That's so interesting to me. How do you decide what words to use to shape the reality of the concept that the original author was trying to convey? Okay, that's
2: a very good question. Um, Well, first of all you avoid the thing that you said you avoid the word for word thing because this is the because this leads you to mistakes it's inevitable because like even when I'm teaching language like to to, to students like when I'm teaching English what I emphasize a lot is um, don't learn words obviously sometimes it's okay to learn just single words like for example when you're learning nouns but in general, learn phrases. Not uh, words, phrases you in context. Or for example, English. I I I'm I'm gonna guess that maybe you never thought about this. But you know what? Phrasal verbs, for example. There is a thing in English called phrasal verbs. For example, to get along with someone. Ah yes. Get along with. Those are three words. Those are there is one verb and two prepositions and the three word phrase means one thing yeah interesting In our la- and in my language it's one word wow. not three so when I'm teaching people this I was like okay so you don't need to think about the word get
0: because you're not
2: really getting anything you don't need to think about the word along because along means like I'm walking along the river yeah it that makes no sense. The the word with is the the more the most relevant because like there is a relationship between two people. So you're getting along with someone. There is a thing. So yeah, but like you take it as a whole like those three words, you take it as one single thing. You don't think no. about them separately. Yeah. And for Lithuanian speakers that's difficult because we don't have that. Interesting. Oh. We don't have that at all. And um I, uh, at least briefly, want to explain what I, what I mean when I say we don't have that. Please. So There is... Uh, all the languages in the world, at least most of them, can be broadly divided into two categories. And, by the way, um, for anyone who might, I don't know, assume that I'm speaking out of my ass here, I do have a degree in linguistics. Just so, <laughs> just so, just so okay. that we're clear okay, on that... I do have a BA in linguistics. Okay, so um, most languages in the world can be broadly divided into two categories which are called analytic and synthetic. Uh. So English is considered an analytic language, and Lithuanian is, for example, on the very opposite end of the spectrum, is considered a synthetic language. Um, obviously a lot of languages can be in the middle, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the difference is, so analytical languages... They construct uh, words and phrases using so-called auxiliary words or helper words that don't really mean anything outside of the phrase. Oh. Uh, So things like articles, things like the verb to be in the present continuous tense, I am playing. So the am is, what is it? It's nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. It's used precisely to construct the, the test. Yeah. Right? The... Whereas in Lithuanian we don't have that. All the words that we have have meaning on their own. Interesting. Uh, in order to... Okay, so what happens? In order to ex- extrapolate different uh, shades of meaning from a word, what English does is adds a bunch of prepositions or articles next to Just the kind word of
1: specify the intent.
2: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you understand what I mean.
1: <laughs> In
2: contrast, Lithuanian does uh, kind of the opposite. changes the word form. It adds <laughs> an ending to the word, and the ending it, it, it's not a separate thing. it's a part of the word, but that ending it denotes. Uh, some shade of meaning, whatever uh, it is. So these are two completely different systems of e- expressing. Essentially, we the express the same thing. Wow! Because yes, we are, because we are, because we are communicating about the same reality. Are we not?
0: Yeah. So that's that. That's so, a, okay, so fascinating. Okay, if I could ask you just sort of two quick yes. questions about that. One, um, what uh, do does that? um have you seen because again those are so different ways of constructing our labeling as you say the um realities that we experience does that shape in particular ways how we interact with that reality the fact that you have an analytic language that uses a bunch of words to actually create that meaning versus um language that um those each of those words has its own separate meaning on their own have you do you see as a translator who like goes from one language to another? Do so, you see a world view difference
2: that exactly, emerges? In, transla- in translating, this becomes a problem sometimes. Because okay. you can have three words and instead of them one word, and it's like... And believe me, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes English has a certain word that is yeah. one word and we need three. I don't like the word overwhelm. Oh, really? <laughs> that is a bitch to translate. <laughs> that is... That is one of the very una- uh, like specific examples that I've encounter- encountered a number of times um, that I don't like. Okay. So, true, true. for example, in English, it's one word, and you perfectly understand what that means, and I do also understand what that means. But if I need to express it in Lithuanian in a way that matches the intent of the author, and in a way that matches the uh, system of our language, in a way that is, you know, stylistically, uh, grammatically, syntactically appropriate. Yeah, uh, it becomes a problem. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it can g- definitely go both ways. Obviously, it usually it's the other way around. Just because we can uh, add endings to words instead of having three, four, five words uh, with a bunch of prepositions or articles. Like the uh, people who learn English from me, like especially if you don't know other languages besides Ukrainian or maybe Russian, because Russian also doesn't have articles. Uh, and they're like, "What the hell even is that?" Uh. Yeah, like. What is that? And, and and if you if you look into that, like for example, the the indefinite article, the a and the n, the only reason you have two is because you have to make pronunciations easier. Right. Yeah. The, the, the what, a versus n? Yeah. What does this even do? Like some linguists are even argue if articles are words. Like this is a this is a legitimate discussion. Interesting. Wow. Our article you know, words, because they, by themselves, have zero meaning at all. They only function on within a sentence yeah. to denote somehow uh, the noun. They are, they're, they're seasoning. That's
1: one of those sentence enhancers.
0: For, for, words. Yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay, and so, example, real quick, and, uh, yes.
2: So we, ha- we in, have to wrap up. In my language, we don't have them at all, and we either skip that shade of meaning entirely, or instead we just use the equivalent of this, that, or those, or these, uh, yeah. instead this of the article. article.
1: This is interesting, so we, we have to wrap up, but when I'm, this entire conversation was pointing even even all the the, the nitty gritty of um, the different ways, that, like you were talking about the word overwhelmed, and and how that's a hard word to find the equal, um, the equal, the equivalent. Yeah, yeah, that, how you describe that in your language that would get to uh, the same intent of what the author made. And see, but this yes. makes me think about um, one. I, I, I would encourage our listeners, and this is something that's been so helpful for me: read more, expand your language, because when you expand your language, you're going to expand your perception of reality. And that's something we've talked about today. No, we, we can answer real quick right here. No, language does not change reality. We don't get yeah, that out. it's It'd be not. It
2: does not. The the green does not become blue. You know. No, exactly.
1: <laughs> But the more words you have, even if you want to learn another language, the more ways you have um, to more fine tune your understanding of reality with your vocabulary, maybe even other languages, the bigger the world gets for you. Yeah. And I think this is a beautiful thing. The bigger reality gets for you, the more language you know, the more you can understand about it. And so this entire episode about about linguistics and reality, what it's reminding me of is how important it is to become... A person with a big vocabulary, because it's not just about showing off and using these words around your friends to make people think you're smart. It's about how you're going to understand truth better. You're going to understand the reality around you better. The more words you have um, at your disposal uh, to use and to articulate this thing that you live in. So I hope that somewhere in this episode and this this awesome nitty gritty of um, this language expert we have here and this discussion can lead our listeners and all of us to say. Words are important, and while they can't change reality, they can certainly articulate and help us understand it. Our world gets bigger with the more words we know. So go out and learn a bunch of words, Mattis. Anything to close since, us up?
2: Since since you you are moving in the direction of the thing I wanted to curse, uh, I I'm going to just uh, just mention it right now that uh, I would like to curse monolingualism. <laughs> but, oh if you only oh, know one language hey, this is a problem
1: you can blame my mother because she speaks polish she speaks spanish she speaks german and she speaks english and guess how many languages she taught me
2: well <laughs> did you did you, sh- did you show any interest i sure did i should but by the time i she might not be a good teacher you know that's a different that's a different <laughs> he's thing he's a great
1: teacher that's the problem i i have a bone Whoa. to pick with her because you know spanish will be there oh, yeah, enough full. Full. as would german so um yes. yeah we're gonna have to definitely looking for like, yeah but def-
2: definitely off. like and and you both mentioned this and you met this tiktok tiktok thing that you mentioned in the beginning where i said that this person was you know making this conclusion that english speakers are dumb uh just because they only know one language. Oh, so this is a great example. Yeah, if you only know one language, this is a problem. Listen, reckon I'm BC Deutsch. Gl- g-
0: I like your funny words, magic man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, well, good for you. You do speak multiple for languages. For
1: all those monolinguists out there, that means I speak just a little bit of German, and that you speak just a little bit speech. of German. Yes, of I, German, I can speak.
2: I'm actually right now dabbling in German a little bit, so I did understand. Oh, nice. You. Uh, yeah. Again, like, okay, this this might be just my thing. Like I'm a language person. Like I'm just yeah. I just dabble in languages for no reason. Like I when, when the when the war started, I dabbled in Ukrainian mm-hmm. just because I can. Yeah, but you need to throw. Of course, you're a professional. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, come back to my point. Yes, I'm going to curse. Uh, you know, knowing just one language, because yeah. that is ridiculous. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before your other blessed curses, the benefit a bunch of information away from you. Can you imagine yeah. the amount of a uh, stuff that you cannot read or listen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It closes your world down. So, learn a new language, everyone,
1: and absolutely. you can learn more of your own. Yeah. So, Oh, so
3: definitely.
1: so
0: now we yes, move on to the blesses and curses segment that mattis uh jumped has into, us fourth into yeah, into, yeah yes
2: i was i was afraid nathan was gonna steal that <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 model
0: nine, mo- uh, nine model I, is, uh, I think it's illegalism is, is definitely yours um so yes blesses and curses where we take a work of art media resource or sometimes even a concept and, uh, and, and bless it, you know, recommend it or curse it, uh, uh, sh- throw shade on it. Um, so, yes, okay, so, Mattis, you already gave your curse, so you want to give your bless?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, this, this is gonna be a resource that I found when I was looking, uh, for stuff for this talk. It's, uh, old debate from The Economist, um, uh-huh. the, the Wayback Machine, uh, provided that for me. And um, honestly, it's it was just great, um, a great great read. But let me see if I can find the way to open the chat. That would be helpful, I'm sure. Yes, there we go. Yes, Excuse me, this is the chat. Yeah, so this is just gonna be a link. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit nice. tricky to navigate, but there's a timeline like at the top because they have like introductory statements then they have guest statements and then they were all uploaded <laughs> over time in different days
0: and um, so it's a, what
2: what yeah, is but, the debate the de- The debate is precisely what we were talking about can uh, can uh, this language uh we speak shape uh, the way we, we think oh wow so, hmm, that's great um, so this is um, yeah, good just, it'll be in the show notes everyone go yeah. over uh, this whole thing include all the statements from the for and against because, like, the format is there's a moderator, there's a for person, there is an against person. Yeah. And then there's some guest speakers who also, jo- uh, you know, um chime in uh, on uh, whatever great. point. Uh, and if you just go over all of that, which can take you, I don't know, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour to, to read all this and to really get into it. There's also some sources. Uh They really get into that and also into these popular notions. Like, when I said in the beginning that this is sort of sensationalized... Um. This uh, this notion that uh, language, uh, you know, shapes reality. So they do get into these okay. sensationalized <laughs> bits and they just sort of bring them down. Yeah. Because uh, some of them are very popular, like pop culture examples that everybody has heard. And uh, sometimes they use it as gospel, you know, yeah. to just say, oh, yeah. this is this so and it's this it's and that. It's the, it's the economist debate, language,
0: this house believes the language we speak shapes how we think so yeah, yeah yeah
2: so you can look that up or
0: we will have it in the show notes for yeah everyone.
2: so there's a timeline at the top. It's like i said it's a bit tricky to navigate but but if you get go over this whole it's thing worth it it's really yeah, it's amazing it. very really cool. amazing. Awesome. awesome thank you so and much he already for
0: that ble- He
1: already cursed monolinguists so uh yes. i'll try to move on and not be super offended but we'll see if <laughs> I, my blessings. Yeah. and curses so i'm blessing <clears throat> i had, I had so- actually had a lot of blessings today um, I'm actually going to save a couple because I'm always running out of blessed, So I'm not,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but since Matt has brought up, uh, St. Augustine, I'm going to bless. I'm, I'm making myself go through all the great authors, uh, both theology and philosophy. Um, some of them I love, some of them I am just really struggling through. Like I'm reading Nietzsche right now and oh, gosh, boy, I yes. tell you. So I, I opened, um, confessions cause it's just like, you're supposed to read it. Right. You know I'm a Christian. He's like the great philosopher theologian, the found one of the fathers of the faith. All right, I'll open Augustine. So I opened <laughs> up a copy of Confessions. I could barely get through the first chapter. It was torture. And I was telling my sister this, and she said, "Oh well, have you tried this translation?" And I said, "I didn't even think about there being oh
0: my god translation." <laughs> and she's
1: like, "Yeah, try this translation." That is so
2: hilarious.
1: So I'm gonna. So I opened up. She she recommended there's a translation by um, a woman named Sarah Rudin yeah. and it was night and day all of a sudden Augustine's thoughts and world and concepts popped off the page and with with screaming color and they clicked and it was beautiful and they made sense listen it's still dense and I'm still struggling my way yeah but yeah, yeah it's medieval it be-
2: theology come on what do you want <laughs> exactly but all of a sudden it
1: became readable and connective and that suddenly clicked to my mind that you can read the same book translated in two different ways and it's almost an entirely different book do you remember
2: so a while ago i asked you do you don't have any like bible like what's your favorite bible translation i asked you that just because there's don't so know. many of them jesus there's Christ. so many i
1: everyone's gonna oh me yeah i sometimes i just get tired to read the message because it's it's trans- modern, modern language and it's like oh finally it feels a little more connective i'm Sorry, guys. I still read the actual translations. Don't worry. But no, but it was this when reading Sarah Rudin's confessions. All of a sudden, it made sense and it connected to me. And so it it underlined the power of words and how words describe and encapsulate uh, reality and concepts. So definitely, yeah,
2: better translations can can do that for you. That's a very good example. A few very Which is well. That's why know. we're glad that
0: people like you are doing the hard, good work to do that.
2: Yes, maybe yes, you can make exactly. Dune better because it. It it does 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 not have an easy time with you. Herbert makes mistakes. That's his biggest problem. Like he sometimes misses words, and you and you and you read the thing. It's like, oh, I think, I think you missed the word because it doesn't make sense. It's (laughs) gaming law. So occasionally, we in translation, we have to sort of untangle uh, the mess that they're trying to say. That that does happen. But in general, I would say Dune does not mean improving upon. It's an amazing series.
3: There we go. That's
1: another yes.
2: podcast. Yes. yes. Um, it should is Dune good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot agree with that. Okay, <laughs> but, we'll I'll have so, you on for that one. I
1: love I so I'm gonna bless Sarah Rudin's translation of Confessions by St. Augustine. I'm also gonna bless just a fun movie that I really enjoy. Um we all it's For for some reason, I think it's a brilliant movie, and it always kind of gets forgotten about. But it's Will Ferrell, and like I think one of his only dramatic roles Ah, ever done. And it has Emma Thompson in it, who I absolutely adore, and Dustin Hoffman, a few other great actors. Um, But it's called Stranger Than Fiction. And it's literally about an author who is writing something, and she's writing the live, and everything that's happening to this guy, uh, Will Ferrell. And so everything she's writing in her book, she has no idea. Is happening to this other guy, and then he, Does he she
2: edits. Out, and it's, do, you, do you backtrack? <laughs> oh yeah, you'll, you'll have to watch. I give no spoilers, but it's but like because like, like that that's the fr- I know there's no spoilers, but like that's the person. and only question I'm gonna have is, do you back? Because like do, do things unhappen? Yes, yeah, it's
1: <laughs> Yes, yes. She can
2: backspace. <laughs> so which cool. is it's brilliant
1: and it's fun, and you know I love these kind of Truman Show movies that are high concept. And I thought it was really both fun and thought-provoking and heartfelt, and you don't get a lot of those overlaps very often. Um, So I definitely got to bless that. To curse, cursing was uh, it it was hard. I I guess the other translation of confession.
0: (laughs) Just
2: Um, just, You have to name it. You have to name it. I don't know it. General. (laughs) Oh, you got out of it. There is there is a very good example of this in English. There is a English translator that translated all the classic Russian uh, novels like Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, yeah. and I think it was done in the 19th century, and most of those translations are still the only ones that are available, because nobody does read, translation, read translations, and they are horrible, because she uh, decided to mean. sort of censor everything, and like, if someone is throwing themselves under a train, she deleted that entirely, because no she, way. Thought, she thought, she thought it was too much for the, you know, soft, uh, soft Americans, Ritz.
1: Oh. Uh. <laughs> okay, oh. in that case, I'll just borrow that curse. That's pretty so, good. I thought about yes. cursing the movie, The Words, with Bradley Cooper, but I I admittedly kind of like it, so I can't in good conscience actually curse it. So You
0: can't hate Bradley Cooper. I, I do, think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. He makes it hard. He makes it hard. He
1: does. Yeah, um, he does. So I can't curse it, cool. um, even though everyone else has, but I kind of enjoyed it.
0: Um <laughs> sounds good all right so I will I'm gonna do my curse first and my blessed last this time and it's gonna be two uh it's going to be a movie and a TV show I'm gonna curse the movie and bless the TV show um I'm gonna curse uh Ferris Bueller's day off what uh, <laughs> I didn't enjoy the movie but what? it's but, classic but uh some classics are bad and people are wrong for liking them um but <laughs> yes
2: 2001 in space of Space Odyssey by I,
0: me. Don't, oh. I don't I don't I don't. You take that back. I don't yeah. disagree with you entirely. <laughs> it's
1: brilliant. Uh, personified.
0: Oh my god! It has
2: brilliant moments, and uh, the book is so good. I was so disappointed because the book. Oh, is you're one so oh, oh, okay. of those. Okay, well, better.
0: that's also fair too. Anyway, regardless, yeah. um, the thing about it, it is, it Paris Bueller's Day Off is the fantasy of a psychopath who can control reality through words. You know, oh, okay. he can. Okay. He can. You know. Manipulate everyone around him into yeah, allowing, oh, into allowing. I know, I know. This <laughs> who I'm not I hear like the, the problem? Concept, but I'm, I'm feeling that the execution is going to be lacking. Is, is it ever into um, doing, you know, wrong things for him and allowing him to do wrong things? Kind and, of reminds me of you know, Bruce Almighty. He, he it well, so get. But in that one, he <laughs> sort of learns a lesson about it. But here, <laughs> the lesson is no. That's great. That's what we should all be like. I'm still oh, no, my no, no, problem, Joseph. So. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, Nathan. <laughs> we'll have another podcast about that. What I'm going to bless, actually, and this should make you happy, Nathan. Even though, of course, I haven't finished the series, but okay. I, I'm going to bless community, particularly mm-hmm. the pilot episode, because actually, in the pilot episode, you know the, the there is a particular line that I that has been memed about, and that I that's um. Uh, but, and that from the, the protagonist, Jeff Winger, is he said, talks about, he says he's very much the Ferris Bueller character. He says, I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I can make anything right or wrong. So either I'm God or truth is relative. And of course, that's how he, <laughs> that's been great. That's, line. it's a great line, but that's how he goes through life. It's he thinks nice. that he can use propaganda in order to change the reality of his world. And actually the pilot episode is about him discovering the limits of that. but the scary thing (laughs) is that the scary thing is that he's almost right well so the the thing is that the thing is and that's one of the things i think is interesting about this is that it does work to a point but there are always limits Um, yeah yeah as as the and and what he discovers is he discovers what those limits are and those limits give him his humanity and i think that
1: is really really good um but do you know what the best episode is the one that you're in, yes. <laughs> Episode 19, season one. Uh, there's a really amazing, beautiful scene with a surprise. Are
0: we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, plugging is extra work in a classic TV show. <laughs> uh, Principal, thank you very much. Facial- <laughs> that's right, you have a line, right? I do, <laughs>
2: absolutely. My very first line I ever got. Oh, so that was the one that's mentioned in the book, wasn't it? Yep. Because there was, there was a thing in the one of the chapters, yes. Oh, cool. oh yeah, I I will
1: take any advantage to talk about. I got to be in my favorite show. <laughs> I, That's I not bet. bad.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. well, well, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Uh, thank you so much, Mattis, for for joining us. I can see through the Zoom call that thing is yes. getting darker and darker. You were disappearing. I did not bother to turn on the light. So yeah, it it's very late yeah. where you are. But Thank you so much for uh, joining us. So. I, I, the time difference is exceptional, and so you have made a big effort to be on our show, and we appreciate that. So, if people want to get in you. touch with you, um, and and or you, there are projects of yours you want to
2: plug, where can people go? Uh, I mean, probably the best way to find me is just and uh, to talk to me and contact me It's probably just on my Facebook. So, if people are on the Overthinkers group, I'm there. Uh, I'm your resident linguist. <laughs> um, uh, you, I have, connect, you, you moved like, from our resident atheist too and you've
1: added now resident linguist. So our resident, yes, yeah, yeah, because lingu- yeah, <laughs> like
2: uh, I, what, 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 what we talked about, like for example, the analytic and synthetic division of language. I could talk just about that for another hour. Yeah. I, absolutely, I, this is, yeah. This is, if you this want is to, a, you're sitting right there, guys. Yeah, this is a thing, uh, and 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 yeah. So if you if you just want to discuss language and and things like that. And uh, honestly, it's difficult for me to plug things because, like, I'm translating from English. So for most people, yeah, they're gonna just read the English. What by you the know, Lithuanian they... translation of Dune? Support yes. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. yeah, because this is because this is a big one. This is a big one. We're doing the whole series, the whole six books. Wow. wow. Yes, yes, uh, and actually, it's divided among three trans, three different translators. Not the best way of doing things, but you know, it's it happens. And I'm currently doing book five out of six. Nice. Wow. Yes. Uh, and honestly, I'm really enjoying it. And I... Dude uh, it, it, was one of those projects where I wanted to just to read the book to enjoy it. But I can't because His work. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So also check out oh, Mattis'
1: stuff. Connect with him if you want to know more about linguist, uh, language, um, reality. It, he's he's got to go do, yes check uh and, and yeah be on the over and that's a great plug for we want you in the overthinkers group there's a lot of interesting people there talking about a lot of interesting stuff um yes Mattis is one of them go we want you among our ranks and if you do want to get in touch with us and find out more about the the podcast and what we do go to the you can send us your your reactions your um your thoughts your pushback and uh any ideas for upcoming episodes um if you want to get in touch with me go to nathan clarkson.me you can read a lot of my words that will shape your reality uh just search my name in Amazon and you can find did all you, my wait wait there. a second
2: did you did you buy a domain with me what <laughs> Don't you me, Nathan, yes you said you said Nathan Clarkson. dot me yeah dot com was you, taken and the guy won't sell it to me it's a so big so drama. You have, literally you have a website that says Nathan Clarkson me yeah so parkson dot me <laughs> <So> yeah <laughs> it's, it's had to work. it's, 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 it's really funny I've ever heard Nathan. that it's yeah, a very fitting yeah, name. Who them. wants
1: common? You can have me. <laughs>
0: yes. uh, you can also search my name on any of the socials. Uh, this Nathan Clarkson. Joseph? You can find me on any of the socials as well. You can also find me at my website, com, And of course, my uh, film criticism and culture criticism at religionunplug.com and relevant magazine and also at uh, unexpected journal. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us today. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.